the Lord is good. He specializes in fixing things. <laughs> and there's a lot of junk and, and stuff all around. But in Him, victory can be found. He specializes in turning impossible situations around. Absolutely where there seems to be no way, He makes a way. <laughs> just because we don't know the way doesn't mean there isn't a way. It just means we don't know the way. Uh, just because we don't have the answer doesn't mean there isn't an answer. It just means we don't know the answer. And I don't know about you. you say, well, that, isn't that the same thing? No, it gives me confidence that I, I'm, I'm not ever in a situation that's too difficult. I'm not ever in a situation that's hopeless. The only place that's hopeless is hell. And we're not there. So you haven't been in my life. <laughs> Trust me, it's not. <laughs> it's not. He is a God that turns things around. He specializes in restoring, fixing what was broken. Amen. So what if it was my fault that it's broken? Welcome to the human race. God knew that. Well, it's not, certainly not His fault. <laughs> Amen. So He's working things out. How many can say that God has brought you out of something junk, some kind of junk before in your life? He, okay, I, I think we're preaching to the choir here. The vast majority have experienced God taking them out of stuff. When there seems to be no doors. You're in a room and there's no doors. There is a door. There is a way out. Amen. While we're talking about this, let's look at our Bibles for a moment. I love the Word of God. Look at uh, Isaiah. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. Let's find a good verse in here. How about 15? I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord... Who makes a way in the sea. What does he do? And a path through the mighty waters. Does what? He makes a way and he makes a path. What if I need to go somewhere? I need a way to get there. I need a path. Amen. Look down at uh, 18. Do not remember the former things. Nor consider the things of old. Well, that's good, always good wisdom to not live in the past, isn't it? Amen. Say, well, been this way. This been this way for a while. I've been, I've been, I've been this way for a while. Well, forget about it. Forget about the way things have been. Behold, I will do a what? A new thing, not an old thing. A new, a, a new thing. So, if you've been in an old rut, stuck, you know, without a way out. The Lord wants to do something new. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the, in the wilderness. Now, now, he'll make a road in the wilderness. Now, what's the implication here? Well, the wilderness, that's 
kind of hard traveling. It's kind of tough to get through there. Well, unless there's a road. <laughs> you know, even, even uh, mankind, by, of course, the grace of God, we can do anything. But have you ever been traveling on, the, on a road trip and you uh, are going through a mountain, through mountains, and all of a sudden you're going right into a mountain? But you found out that someone dug a tunnel. And you get to go through the mountain. Well, that's sure helpful. Isn't it? I mean, it made the trip shorter. You didn't have to do all this windy stuff. Sometimes they're really long tunnels. It's amazing some of the tunnels that exist in the world. Huh? And you can go right through. Of course, halfway you honk, right? Uh -uh. (laughs) Hear it echo. If mankind can make... A way through a mountain. How many think God can make a way? Amen. Through our figurative mountains. Things that stand in our way. Man, I want to be there. Man, I want to be over there. I'm tired of being right here. I want to be over there. But there's this huge honking mountain in my way. If man can make a tunnel, trust me, God can make a tunnel. He can tunnel you out and make a way where you can walk, just walk right through it. He said he makes a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Well, again, what's the picture here? Desert is dry. Rivers are wet. So what's not normal or what's difficult, that's what God does. If you are in a situation or you find yourself dealing with something where you don't know what to do or you don't know how it's going to work out or I'm really going to need a miracle in this one, well, that's what God specializes in. I mean, that's what he's really good at. Amen. (laughs) So you don't know my situation. But I I know this, though, that if it's really hard, I mean, if it's just an easy one, well, I'll just tell you how to do that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But if it's really hard, if I can't figure it out and you can't figure it out and no one around you can figure it out and, 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 uh, you know, those looking at your finances say there is no way. And those, look at, those looking at your health say there is no way. And those looking... Now you're a prime candidate. You just qualified for God to show up. Sometimes before we get to that point, we do things all by ourselves. We figure it out and we make a way. And our way is not near as good. But we get to the end of ourselves where we can't do it. Man, I just don't know what to do. I just can't make this happen. <laughs> now it's about to get good. Now we're about to see God show up. Now we're about to see the one who makes a way. Make a way. Amen. Rivers in the desert. Tunnels through the mountain. Roads through the wilderness. You, you uh, uh, Let's look over at... Where should we look? Uh i got a few different things going on inside. Uh, Second Kings. Or first or second, I'll find out in a minute. Uh, yeah, I think second. <laughs> Yeah, 
Uh, chapter 7, verse 1. 2 Kings 7. Now, here's the situation. Bad news. <laughs> when does God like to show up? When, when, when no one else can figure it out. But Israel was being besieged by Syria, Hadad, king of Syria. And there was a famine in the land, and they were besieged. Meaning, what does that mean? When an army comes around the city, he doesn't let anybody come in and doesn't let anybody go out. What happens after a while? You run out of everything. And people are, star- are starving to the point of cannibalism. I mean, they are in trouble. Without reading the whole story, verse 1 of chapter 7, Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord tomorrow about this, sa- this time a uh, sia." Something like that. Of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seas of, of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. In other words, food's going to be real cheap. Yeah. Let's put that in my own language. Yeah. Food is going to be el cheapo for me to say in Spanish. That's... <laughs> Verse 2, so an officer on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? In other words, this is impossible. And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Not a good idea when the Lord's speaking to say, Well, that's, that can't happen. Hmm. We have examples in Scripture where it's not a good idea. You know, like uh, John the Baptist's dad. <laughs> How's this going to be? Well, you're not talking for a while now. Because you say the wrong stuff, so shut up for a while. And he was unable to speak until his son was born. In this case, he said, well, it's going to happen. And you're going to see it, but you're not getting any of it. It's a buffet, and you are outside. But they are starving. The picture is very serious. This is dire here. They are in trouble. And the man of God speaks by the word of the Lord and says, tomorrow it's going to all be different. And then what happened? Because they couldn't imagine it. He said, if the windows of heaven open up, could this, could this be? Maybe you found yourself in a situation. I don't see any way. You might be very honest. I just don't see any way that this can change, that, that, that this could happen. Good. You know what that means? It just means we don't see. It doesn't mean there isn't. You look in the, you look in the previous chapter. Is that where it's at? Maybe that was in 1 Kings. Uh, it's in the Kings. When uh, there was a situation with Elisha and Gehazi, and they were surrounded by the, the enemy armies. And, you know, he said, alas, my master. And, uh, and, and what are we going to do? And the, remember, the Lord prayed that his eyes would be open. And then the Lord opened his eyes. He saw in the spirit realm. And he saw the, they were surrounded by chariots of, yep. of angels of God, the host of heaven. It wasn't that they weren't there. He just didn't see them. It's not that your answer is not there. It's just you don't see it yet. It's not that there's not a way. We just don't know where the way is. But the Lord is showing us. Amen. He's showing us how to get out. He's showing us what to do. He's giving us answers that will carry us through. Verse what? Verse 3, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? So now leprosy, you know, was terminal disease. They're starving and with leprosy. I mean, one thing worse than having leprosy is being leprous and hungry. 
Or vice versa. <laughs> if you're starving to death, but then you also have leprosy, that's double on bad. He said, why are we going to sit here lest we die? If we say, we'll enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we're going to die there. If we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. In other words, what we were going to do anyway, we're just going to do it over there instead of right here. And they rose at twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the, no the noise of the great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to attack us. So they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And the, then and when the lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried, it, carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it and so forth. And uh, anyway, you see what happened here. When there was no way and everything was in dire straits, God figured out a way. In this case, it was very unusual. I mean, this isn't just the normal way that things happen, where a whole army gets spooked. <gasps> and they run and leave everything, and it happened exactly as the prophet said, because they ended up going back and telling everybody, and all of a sudden everyone's at the buffet again. And they're feasting. And when they had no way of getting out of that situation, God figured a way out. I, had a, I have a feeling he didn't really have to do a whole lot of figuring. Man, what am I going to do in this situation? Ah, no, no, no. Neither is that the case with us. Man, how can I make this happen? How can I fix this person? Get this person out of that jam? He's already got it figured out. That's what he does. Amen. He is, has been, and is, and always will be a deliverer. And just like you've seen him come through for you before... Let that be a motivation to see him come through for you again. Look at 1 Corinthians 10. First Corinthians 10, verse 13. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will with the temptation will also, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, I know sometimes people, I don't know if you've ever heard someone say, you know, the Bible says God won't put on you more than you can handle. That's not what that scripture said at all. The Lord is not putting anything on you. <laughs> but what he did say, this emphasizes the character and nature of God again. That even when you are attacked, even when stuff is coming against your life, you have a guarantee from God that he will make a, a way 
to get out. He'll make a way where you're able to overcome. You're able to escape the situation. If he wasn't going to do that, he would never, ever, ever even permit that attack, that temptation, that trial to come to your life. There, what does that mean? That there is never a hopeless situation for us. There is never a situation that we cannot get out of and overcome. Ever. Ever. God promised us that He would make a way of escape. Praise God. So I don't see a way. This is the exception. <laughs> no, it's only what we think. It's only what we think that hinders us. All, let's always remember. Just because I don't know it doesn't mean it isn't. Just because I don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It could be one of these. And it could be something else. But confess and praise God that He is your way maker. That He is digging you a tunnel. He's blasting through the mountain right now. Whatever it takes to get you from where you are to where you're supposed to be. Amen. He's not left us in a bind. He's not left us behind. Amen. But He is leading us out. He's leading us through. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's look at another one while we're at it. Isaiah 55. Sometimes when you talk about a way, it is a way of doing things. Does God have a way of doing things? All right. Should we be aware of the way that God does things? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we, we say this frequently, but many times people insist on their way. They stand real hard for their way when they should be saying, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, show me your way. I'm going to go your way, not do it my, Lord, do it my way. Amen. Everybody say it with me. Your way, your way, Lord. Not my way. Your way is the way. Yeah. And really what we want to get to is where, and we are to, to a great degree already, is His way is our way. Not he, he didn't adapt His way, but we adapted our ways to be like His ways. That's what the Scripture says here. Um, verse 6, 55, 6. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake, what? His way. Who? The wicked. Let the wicked forsake His way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and He will have mercy on him. And to our God, for He will abundantly pardon. For my ways are not your, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. Now, obviously, He's talking about the wicked guy. So don't, be, don't go around saying to the Lord's ways are not my ways. Well, it, whatever you find out that the Lord's way is different from your way, change your way and make it like His way. Because His way is the way. Your way, you might have to climb over the mountain. His way goes right through it. Your way, you might struggle through the wilderness. I'm just having one of those wilderness experiences. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried. Well, the Lord makes roads in the wilderness so you can get out real quick. 
<laughs> you know, even in the Old Testament, when God led his people out of slavery in Egypt and was leading them onto the promised land, you know, they ended up spending 40 years on that journey. Only supposed to take, according to biblical scholars, the distance there, only supposed to take them a couple weeks. I mean, it's, they should have been all the way through that wilderness. And, and I've heard people nowadays say, well, I'm just kind of like Israel. You know, I'm just having this wilderness experience. Well, listen, that's not God. And even if there is a little wilderness between you and where you're supposed to be, it would be ought to be a real quick journey because he makes roads for you. Amen. They were only there because of their own rebellion, unbelief, and disobedience. And it really, what, what it was designed to do is kill them. So if we're having a wilderness experience, we'll see you in heaven. Amen. But if you find yourself in a dry place, keep moving. Huh? It's like, you know, if you find yourself in the valley of the shadow of death, don't, don't pitch a tent. Don't stay there. Know that the Lord is leading you out. He's leading you through. Amen. Because he has much for you to do. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And so we want to adapt our ways to his ways. And we want to always know that he's got a plan. That he's got a way to get you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Will you look to him? Will you trust him tonight? Praise God. Will you trust him tonight and let him lead you on? Let them lead you through. We know there's a lot of junk going on in our world. Financial collapse and all this kind of craziness. God is still on the throne. He is just as much a, a way maker today as he was a month ago and 10 years ago. And whenever, he is just as much the same today as he was then. So we need not fear. Don't fear when you don't know what's going to happen. Just say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I rely upon you. I lean upon you, not upon my own understanding. I trust you that you are making a way, that, you, that, that there's, there's something here. There's something here. It's going to work out. And even if you don't know what it is yet, it's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. Amen, amen.